Okay, so welcome back. We are, we left off talking a bit about how um, Shabbos is me'en olam haba. It's similar to the world to come. The Talmud says it's a taste of the world to come. Um, so we'll hopefully tie that into today's discussion. But we, uh, I want to go go back to Erev Shabbos, to the eve of Shabbos, and examine some of what we do as Shabbos enters. And one of the most famous and uh, well-known practices, of course, is to sing Shalom Aleichem, to sing a song welcoming the Shabbos angels, um, seemingly. We'll have to talk, I guess, what, what exactly we're doing, or see some discuss a couple of ideas at least about it. This uh, this song is not uh, not that old. It's only a few hundred years old, maybe like five hundred years old or so. So we're not talking about something that was enacted by the you know the the, the sages of the Talmud by Chazal or earlier by the Anshe Knesset Hagadola, the man of the Great Assembly. It's a, it's a relatively recent uh, custom. Um, but if we look at the language of it, it's actually. Pretty, pretty interesting because we first we welcome we or we say shalom aleichem peace be upon you which is a greeting usually to the ministering angels um, sent by the king of kings and we say come in peace come in peace now who are these angels that we're welcoming not clear um, there is a passage in the Talmud in the Gemara in Shabbos in where it talks about how there are angels that escort us home from shul on Friday night. So it could be referring to those angels, but whoever these angels are, we, we greet them and we say, come in peace. And then we say, bless me with peace. This is actually a bit of a controversial line. Some don't say it. There's a whole discussion which we'll leave for a different time about uh, praying to angels, asking angels for things. Some people are not too happy with the line where we ask the angels to bless us. Some take it out. Most, of course, have the custom to still recite it. Um, and then we say, go in peace. And we say goodbye to the angels. So what's going on here? Because we just welcome them. We said hello. We said come in peace. And even before we make Kiddush, before we get started with our Shabbos meal, we're already sending the angels off and we're saying goodbye. So what's going on here? Why are we saying goodbye to the angels? Probably the simplest answer is we're telling them now you should go in peace at the end of Shabbos when you when Shabbos ends. But it's still curious why would then why we would say it right now. So uh, so what's going on here? We first welcome the angels, come in peace. And then just a moment later, we say, goodbye, see you later. And uh, we're off to make Kiddush. So Rav Shimshim Pincus discusses this question. And first he quotes the answer, an answer from the Chavetz Chaim, Rabbi Yisrael Meir Kagan. And the Chavetz Chaim relates this to a, a, another encounter we have or we know of involving angels coming and going and uh that is actually next week's torah portion where 
Yaakov, Jacob, lies down to sleep and he has a dream. And on the dream, there are angels. And the Torah describes that the angels were, there was a ladder. And on the ladder, the angels of God, they were going up and coming down. Now, if these are angels of God, you would think that they should first be, they would be coming down and then going up. What's the, you know, or maybe, or in general, what's the idea that they're both going up and coming down? What's going on with these angels? Are they just doing exercise up and down the ladder? So, so Rashi cites the Midrash that actually they were two different sets of angels because Yaakov was leaving the land of Israel and uh, he had, there was, there were special angels that would escort him in Israel. And there were special angels that would escort him outside of Israel. And so as he's getting ready to leave the land of Israel, the angels that were going up the ladder were the Israeli angels, the ones uh, that uh, that would escort him there, Israeli secret service. And, uh, and the angels that were coming down the ladder were the ones that would continue to escort him when he leaves the land of Israel. So, uh, so the Chavetz Chaim says that that's perhaps what's going on here as well. We, uh, although it may be presenting in a different order, but we come home Friday night and now we're going to make Kiddush. We're going to sanctify the Shabbos. We're, we're bringing in the Shabbos. And as we bring in the Shabbos, we greet our new set of angels, the Shabbos angels, and we say goodbye to the weekday angels. So according to this, we have actually both, uh, we have angels escorting us not only on Shabbos, but in the weekday, but it's a different group. There's a special, maybe more holy, a special set of angels specifically for Shabbos. And, uh, and as Shabbos comes, we greet those angels and we say goodbye to the other angels. So we're not actually saying hello, goodbye to the same angels. They're different sets of angels that we are, that we are talking to. Okay. Rabbi Shaps, I have a question. Uh, yes. Um, oh, there's that's a question. Not, that's it. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, the custom to, to say it three times each stanza. Uh, yeah. what, what is, some people don't follow that. Could you uh, elaborate a little bit on this custom and why some do not accept the three times to say it once? Right. So actually, right. I, I, I would ask it maybe differently. Why do people say it three times? Why not just say it once? Unless you know a reason to say it three times. Um, but my custom is also to say it three times. Um, do you, do you know why people say it three times? No, no, no. I thought I was asking. Okay. No, the way you, you said it was, why don't people, why do people not accept the custom to say it three times? So uh, my question is why do, why do people accept the custom to say it three times? Yeah, um, right. and, uh, I don't know, actually. Yeah. It's a good question. Maybe I'll try to look into that. Why, maybe, why we maybe. say it three times? Yeah. Because you're still mm-hmm. muted. Okay. Maybe um, because of the Avos. Um, Could be. We like the number three in Judaism because yeah, of the yeah. 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 Okay, thank you. Thank- okay, thank you. Okay, so that's the Chavetz Times answer. That uh, we're saying hello to the Shabbos angels and we're saying goodbye to the weekday angels. Rav Shimshim Pincus wants to suggest another answer. And... Uh, and he says as follows, and as well, I'll share a moment, the idea that he's going to present actually exists in earlier sources, although not necessarily connected to Shalom Aleichem. 
But he suggests as follows. He says that uh, we find an interesting thing by the Yom Kippur service. The Yom Kippur service was a very special, obviously Yom Kippur is a special and holy day. Um, nowadays, it's not quite the same as it was in temple times. There was a whole special service, which we, we now just read about, where the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, would go through a whole process and he would enter the Kodesh HaKadashim, the Holy of Holies, the one day a year. And, uh, and the, 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 the Torah actually says that no man may be in the Ohel Moed, in the, and referring here to the, to the, the deep part of the Ohel Moed, the Kodesh HaKadashim, the Holy of Holies, no man may be in there when, uh, when he enters to, to atone until he comes out. And, uh, but the Midrash says that when we say no man may be there, we don't just mean no man like we think about it, but it means and maybe they're bothered because it maybe from other places, it's obvious that nobody else is going to be in there with him. So, so the Midrash says that even those who are described elsewhere as Pinehem, Pinei Adam, that their faces are like the face of man. And that's a description of the angels. So, so not just Kol Adam, not just any man won't be in the, in the Holy of Holies, but also those described as having a face of man, which is the angels, again, whatever that means, they're a spiritual concept, but, uh, but we're to picture them as having a face of man. So they also will not be in the Holy of Holies when the Kohen Gadol, when the high priest enters on Yom Kippur. And why is that? Why can nobody be there, not even the, not even the angels? Um, because it's a very special moment of yichud, of seclusion, of just the Kohen Gadol and God in the Holy of Holies at that moment, um, at this uh, all-important moment um, on the, of the year. And, uh, and so he suggests that maybe that's the idea when it comes to Shabbos as well. When it comes to Shabbos, so it's true the Gemara tells us, the Talmud tells us that there are angels that escort us home from Shul on Shabbos. And, uh, and we come home and we find that the, everything is prepared for Shabbos, all set. And uh, we say to the angels that escort us, we say, Shalom Aleichem. We say, hello, welcome, come in peace. You can stay for a moment. And then we say, now it's time for Kiddush. And now we're going to begin Shabbos. And on Shabbos, this is a special time of just us and the Creator. It's a day of just the Jewish people and the Creator, and uh, and nobody else can be here. And so, you know, go in peace. Thank you for the escort, but go in peace. This is a day where it's just us and Hashem and God. And so, when we say we first we they come home with us, we say Shalom Aleichem. We say come in peace. But once we're about to make Kiddush, then we say, we say, we say, go, go in peace. Thank you for joining. And uh, but now it's, it's just us. Yes, Robert. I have a problem with that. That would seem to imply that it's not okay to have non-Jewish guests at, at Shabbos meals, which is certainly not the case. Yeah, so that's a that's a fair question. That is not the halacha. For, for, and for Yantif, it's different. It has to do with cooking, who you can cook for. Shabbos, there's no uh, 
There's no prohibition like that. There's no law like that. Um, okay, it's a it's a fair fair uh, fair point. So, uh, and and you're right. There's no such there's no such law when it comes to Shabbos. Um, so again. But here, right, we're not necessarily speaking in in, uh, in 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 what's the strict halacha, what's the strict law, but what's the the concept? You know, Shabbos certainly is a day special for the Jewish people. Um, the a, a non-Jew is not allowed to observe Shabbos. Actually, um, you know, somebody who's converting, they uh, as they prepare for conversion, they cannot observe Shabbos completely. They have to make sure to violate Shabbos in yeah. some way. And so it's definitely a unique day. And really, we see that in the Pasuk, in the verse that we're about to quote, which uh, is where the Arachayim makes a similar point. Rabbi? Yes. It's Linda, it's Linda this time. Um, so these angels that accompany us home on Friday night, are they only there in, in, from Shul to that, to, you know, till after Shalom with us? Or are they are sort of like, guardian angels are angels or or is there such a thing as angels accompanying us during the week as well so good question again i don't know so much about angels um the and it may depend on on these answers the chavitz chaim's answer definitely you know implied that there are angels that accompany us during the week and then there's special new angels that accompany us on shabbos um the Rapinkus is suggesting that there that on Shabbos, maybe maybe we said the angels wait outside. You know, <laughs> like we don't want to give up. Say we give up their protection, but we have the special time where it's just us and and God, and uh, and so they are not with us on on Shabbos. They they stay out, and I think really the idea is brought out more in the following source. Again, going earlier, Rapinkus. You know, was is was very recent. He passed away young, but he he uh, he's basically a contemporary. Um, Rav, uh, but the Arachayim Akadosh, the uh, the great Sephardic commentator, um, already alludes to this idea in his commentary in Parshas Kisisa. So the second source that I put on the source sheet is from Parshas Kisisa, famous verses because we say them in Kiddush, and it says. Right, that, that Israel should guard the Shabbos. And then in verse 17 there, it says, um, between me and the children of Israel, it is a sign. So it specifically says, who is this, uh, this special sign between? Who is Shabbos? For it's between me and the children of Israel. And I think, again, this the simplest reading of this verse, and that's how the, the medieval commentary, the Chizkuni, explains it is it's a special day between me and the Jewish people as opposed to the non-Jewish people. It's it's a special day, a special gift from God to the Jewish people, um, which is its own discussion for a different day. Um, but the Arachayim says, to our point, that actually, who's it coming to exclude? It's between me and the Jewish people, and as opposed to the angels. It's not a day for the angels. The way the Arachayim says it is um, there's nobody with us. There's nobody else in this in this olam in this world. And he's actually referring back to the previous verse where it says 
that it is a bris olam, an everlasting covenant. But in one interpretation, he understands that uh, that word olam to relate back to last week's topic for us, the idea of me'en olam haba, that, that, the, that Shabbos is a taste of the world to come. And the Arachayim quotes a midrash that, in the, that, that basically says that in the world to come, even the angels aren't going to be there with us. We're going to have, mankind has a place in the world to come prepared for them that's uh, that a special section you know, that even the, even the angels won't, uh, won't have access to. VIP. So, uh, so putting this all together, he says that we refer here to a bris olam, a everlasting covenant. And then we say it's meaning, but a reference to the idea that Shabbos is a taste of the world to come. It's a uh, the special moment, and in that in that taste of the world to come, the world to come is a place where we bask in the presence of God, and uh, and and just us, just uh, just the, the the souls of 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 mankind, and and our place for angels, and on Shabbos, which is a, a taste of that. We, it's the same thing. It's It's between me and the children of Israel. And it's not a place where there are angels. So he doesn't talk about uh, Shalom Aleichem. But Rapinkas, I saw another, another work that also made this connection. Says that this may be the explanation for telling the angels, wishing them, wishing them well. Um, and uh, saying goodbye, because now we're going to be secluded with God. And again, this really relates to this idea that, that Shabbos is a piece of the world to come. The world to come is just us and, and God, um, the way Ramosha Chaim Otsato talks about it at the beginning of Mesilas Yesharim, right? It's a place where we are nanim mizivashtina. We, we, we bask in the shine of the of God's presence. That's, that's what the world to come is. That's, and depending on how well we prepare for it, we'll experience it to a different degree. Um, but the ultimate reward is to experience God. And on Shabbos, we get a little taste of that. We get a little, a little taste of, of that, of having God in our presence. And, uh, and, and it's just us, nobody else. It's, it's, it's a yichud, it's seclusion. And so we, when we say, we're, we're saying not even angels are, are going to be here with us when we are with God on Shabbos. Um, so that's, the, that's sort of at the end of the process of preparation for Shabbos. But the truth is that much of the lead up even before that also relates to this general concept. And so it's interesting that uh, that... There's a lot of preparation for Shabbos. So we talked about how we prepare for Shabbos just like we prepare for the world to come, right? And, and there's, a, there's a lesson in that, that once Shabbos starts, you, you know, there are many things we no longer could do. Yeah, you got to prepare it for before. Whoever prepares before Shabbos will be able to enjoy on Shabbos. If you cook before Shabbos, you can eat cooked food on Shabbos. If you don't cook before Shabbos, you can't eat cooked food on Shabbos. And that's a metaphor for the world to come that uh, whatever we prepare in advance, we'll be able to experience the world to come. You can't, once you get there, you can't prepare anything more. Um, but, but more than that, yes, Robert. I just, I mean, 
this is a side issue that we shouldn't get into, but I have a real problem. We will anyways. Wait, wait. But we will anyways. I, I have a real problem with the whole notion that, uh, you know, once this life is over, that uh, we're stuck. You can't do, I mean, can't do mitzvahs anymore because mitzvahs are in this world. But the notion that we have this life to prepare for Alam Haba, and then when once we're in Alam Haba, we're just stuck where we are. We can't do anything to improve ourselves. That makes absolutely no sense to me. Why would Hashem create things so that we have a finite bounded opportunity to get a little bit of an infinite possible good? Uh, so, okay, that's a very deep question. Not, a, not in a simple question, but I just I I felt compelled to raise that. Uh, okay. I, I don't think that, uh, that on even two feet, let alone one foot. Okay. I don't think the idea is debated by anyone, whether it's, whether, you know, whether it's the case or not, but the why is, is, uh, you know, a, a question. I don't know if it's a question we can really ask, but, or know the answer to, but okay. Fair enough. So, uh, so when it comes to Shabbos, first of all, we have this concept Again, maybe more developed later in the, you know, in the last 500 years or so, but already really, as we'll see, referenced and hinted to in the Talmud um, of Kabbalah Shabbos, of uh, receiving Shabbos. And, uh, and we don't have that by other holidays, by, you know, by, by Yom Tov, by, there's no Kabbalah Yom Tov, there's no special uh prayers or just things we do to, to, to receive the yantif. Yes, you have to accept the holiday upon yourself, maybe, but we don't have this whole process that we go through and special songs and things like that. Um, so it's almost like we, we need to welcome the Shabbos. And, uh, and this is already, even though it's the, the idea of, of the, the Kabbalah Shabbos service that we have, Friday night is, is relatively new again, 500 years old. The, these things were, were um, initiated really in, in Svat in, uh, in the 15th, 16th century, um, as well as Shalom Aleichem. Um, but the Gemara, the Talmud in Shabbos already has ideas relating to this. If you look on the source sheet, source three, it says Rabbi Chanina would wrap himself in his garment and stand at nightfall on Shabbat Eve and say, come and we will go out to greet Shabbat the queen. So he's doing, a, you know, he's going out to greet Shabbos. Rabbi Yanai put on his garment on Shabbat even it said, enter, O bride, enter, O bride, bowi kala, bowi kala, which those words were borrowed from the Talmud and put into the Lichadodi prayer, which was written by, uh, by um, Rabbi Shlomo Al-Kabetz, um, who wrote his name into Lichadodi. He um, and uh, and he was one of those, uh, you know, Tzvas rabbis in the 15th, 16th century, 16th century, um, author of Chadodi. But in, in Chadodi, we say, Bawikala, Bawikala, you know, come the Brag of Shabbos, come the Brag of Shabbos. And it comes from the Talmud here. And so, uh, and so we have this in the, in the, in the Gemara, in the Talmud here, there's this idea, we, we go out to greet the Shabbos and we say special things, you know, welcome, welcome Shabbos. And at the end of Shabbos, we have something called a Melava Malka, where we escort the queen. That's what Melava Malka means. It's a special meal one's supposed to eat after Shabbos to escort Shabbos out as if Shabbos needs to be welcomed. Shabbos needs to be escorted out. It's almost like we're 
personifying Shabbos. As if Shabbos is this uh, this person, and uh, that that we have to we have to welcome, we have to escort them out, and uh, and we find a similar thing in uh, in in the midrash. The midrash talks about how Shabbos said to God. Um, you know, everybody has uh, everybody has a partner except me. You know, Sunday has Monday, Tuesday has Wednesday, Thursday has Friday, but Shabbos, you know, number seven, seventh day has no partner. So God says, "Don't worry, um, your uh, your partner will be will be the the Jewish people." So that's the midrash. So again, this is like almost uh, I don't know if the right word is personification it might mean something else, but uh, of uh, of Shabbos, giving it a, a personage, and uh, and so we have that you know Shabbos enters and we welcome it. Shabbos leaves and we escort it out. Shabbos uh, has 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 wishes that, that you know has 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 claims that of what's fair and what's not. And uh, and in addition, we have to we know we're supposed to honor the Shabbos. There's the concept of of honoring Shabbos, and uh, you know, like we honor parents and we honor people, but we have to we have to honor Shabbos, and we're not supposed to profane the Shabbos. Not just I don't just mean by desecrating it, like transgressing one of the prohibitions, but just the way that we treat Shabbos. Almost like uh, almost like Shabbos is a a living living being, a living person, and uh, and why is that? And again, these are specific things to Shabbos that we don't find by other holidays. It's almost says Repinkus like Shabbos is a guest in our house, like we're having a guest over. We have to welcome them. We have to escort them out. We have to honor them, etc. So who is this Shabbos guest? So you'd say, the way he says it is the question begs not just what is Shabbos, but who is Shabbos? Who is this Shabbos guest? And the answer is, as we have alluded to, that the Shabbos guest is really the presence of God. It's the Shtina. It's, it's, it's God. It's God, the special day where we, uh, where we, get to seclude ourselves with God. God is our guest on Shabbos and, uh, and that's who we're welcoming. And there's a very specific way that we greet God's presence that, uh, that on Shabbos. And fascinatingly, we can see, we can learn how we're supposed to welcome the presence of God actually from the Torah and the things that we do match up to the way they welcome the presence of God at Mount Sinai. If we look in Shemos chapter 19, which is right before the giving of the Torah, so there was a process of preparation for God coming to give the people the Torah, or God coming to we'll call it to reveal himself or the revelation at Sinai. And uh, so let's read a few verses. So in Shemos chapter 19, bottom source of page one, it says, Moshe came and summoned the elders of Israel and placed before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him. So God gave him commands and he then, he then uh, gave them to the people. Um, verse nine, and the Lord said to Moses, behold, I am coming to you in the thickness of the cloud in order that the people hear when I speak to you and they will also believe in you forever. 
And Moshe relayed the words of the people to the Lord. So he talked to them. They went back. God says, I'm coming. They're going to hear me speak when I speak to you. And verse 10, and the Lord said to Moshe, go to the people and prepare them today and tomorrow, and they shall wash their garments. So they're to prepare by washing their garments. And then he says, verse 11, and they shall be prepared for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will descend before the eyes of all the people upon Mount Sinai. So on the third day, God is going, God's presence is going to come. Third day from then, God's presence is going to come down onto Mount Sinai. So Moshe descended from the mountains to the people, and he prepared the people, and they washed their garments. He said to the people, be ready for three days. Do not go near a woman, meaning don't have relations. That was something that was specific to that time. Um, and then it says, it came to pass on the third day when it was morning that there were thunderclaps and lightning flashes and a thick cloud was upon the mountain and the very powerful blast of shofar and the entire nation that was in the camp shuddered. And verse 17, Moshe brought the people out toward God from the camp and they stood at the bottom of the mountain. So we have here a number of different steps in the preparation for for greeting, for receiving God's presence. Um, number one, number one, if you let's start from verse 11, maybe. In number one, it says, be prepared for the third day. So we have this general concept of, of hachana, of preparing. Prepare, be prepared for, for this day. We have something more specific in verse 14 which is uh, wash their garments. They should be wearing nice, clean garments. And then we have in verse 17 that uh, Moshe brought the people out toward God from the camp. So there's this going out to greet the presence of God. Now, all of these are, are in preparation for God's presence to come and dwell amongst the people for uh for the revelation at sinai so the briskarov of uh yitzhak zev Soloveitchik relates this preparation to the preparation that we do for shabbos and he points out that we do very similar things in preparing for shabbos and actually if you read from the rambam from my the way that he records the the laws in terms of how to prepare for Shabbos, we see these three ideas reflected in our preparation for Shabbos. So the Rambam says as follows. This is in chapter 30 of the laws of Shabbos. Um, and uh, he says as follows. There are four dimensions to the observance of Shabbos. Two originating in the Torah and two origi originating in the words of our sages, which are giving exposition by the prophets. So four different uh, dimensions to observing Shabbos. The two dimensions originating in the Torah are the commandments, remember the Shabbos day and observe the Shabbos day. So these are found in the Ten Commandments. One time it says, in the first time the Ten Commandments appear, it says, Zachor es Yom HaShabbos, remember the Shabbos. And the second time in Parshas Va'eschanan, in the book of Devarim, when the Ten Commandments are repeated, the instead of saying, remember the Shabbos, Zachor, it says, Shamor, observe Guard the Shabbos. The sages teach us actually God said both at the same time. And uh, we'll probably discuss that more at length in a later class. 
But those, so those are the two positive, um, or actually not necessarily positive, two, two commandments, two dimensions of Shabbos that are biblical. There's remembering the Shabbos, then there's guarding the Shabbos. And then he goes on, he says, the two dimensions giving exposition by the prophets are honor and pleasure, kavod and oneg, to honor the Shabbos and to um, enjoy it, to take pleasure in the Shabbos. And this is learned from a verse in Yeshaya, in Isaiah, it says, v'karasa la Shabbos oneg, Hashem mechubad, you should call the Sabbath a delight, an oneg, and it should be sanctified and honored. And so we learn from there that Shabbos should both be a delight, we should have Oneg Shabbos, and it should be, um, and we should honor the Shabbos. What is meant by honor? The Rambam, Maimonides continues and asks, this refers to our sage's statement that it is a mitzvah for a person to wash his face, his hands, and his feet in hot water on Friday in honor of the Shabbos. He should wrap himself in seats and sit with proper respect, waiting to receive the Shabbos, as one goes out to greet a king. The sages of the former generations would gather their students together on Friday, wrap themselves in fine robes and say, come let us go out and greet the Shabbos, the king. Now, if we read this carefully, we see that um, there's maybe a lot more to Kabbalah Shabbos, to welcoming the Shabbos than we realize, and maybe not everybody's doing it exactly right, including myself. Um, the way the Rambam says it, the way he says it is, one should sit with proper respect, waiting to receive the Shabbos as one goes out to greet a, a, a king. So, so part of part of welcoming the Shabbos, we have to realize the Shabbos is coming. Shabbos means God's presence is coming to dwell with us in a way, in a in a, in a different way than than during the week, and. If we're pre- to prepare to, to greet, to welcome God's presence, we have to be, we have to be ready. We have to be waiting. We have to be an- waiting with anticipation for Shabbos to come in. And, uh, and I think maybe that gets lost. Uh, my, my, my guess is that this is the, actually the intent. This is actually the intent of, uh, of Kabbalah Shabbos, of welcoming the Shabbos. Um, having a, a service of Kabbalah Shabbos is really to get us in the mindset of, you know, we're, we're, we're doing something important here. We're welcoming the Shabbos. I think maybe it gets a little bit lost in the, in the, in translation, in the process. Um, but that's the, that's how we're supposed to get ready for Shabbos. We're supposed to be ready and waiting. And so there's the, there's the stage of hachana, preparing before of having everything prepared before and then being ready. Um, really, the way it says it in the in the verse, again, going back up to the to the to the verses in uh in in Shmos in Parashas Yisro, verse 11, in the top of, of page two of the source sheet, and they shall be prepared for the third day. You should be prepared in, in the Hebrew, it's Hayu Nechonim. It means like you should be anticipating. You should be anticipating. The third day, everything should be done. You should be waiting, waiting for it to come because the, the, the God's presence is coming. The Shina is coming. So we, we should be waiting with anticipation. Um, yes, the Ramam does say you should sit and wait. Um, should we be standing and waiting? Fair question. 
um, I guess there's different ways to wait, but he, he thinks he thinks sitting. Um, practically, we uh, the custom is that at the end of Lichadodi, when we say Bawikala, Bawikala, we actually do stand up and we turn even towards the door as if like we're we're welcoming we're welcoming the Shabbos Queen, we're welcoming the the presence of God. Um, so that's uh, so at that point we do we do actually stand up, and that's again similar to as was described in the Gemara. Where uh, where Rabbianai would uh, well he he would say this, but actually Rabbi Hanina would stand and and say, "Come, we will go out to greet the Shabbos." That's I think the idea of standing and turning towards the door. We're not going to walk out, but we're almost you know ready to walk out to greet the Shabbos as it, as it comes in. Um, so we have this idea of of being ready and waiting with anticipation. And uh, and then um, he continues number in in, in halacha three the third third law of the Rambam over here among the ways of honoring the Sabbath the Shabbos is wearing a clean garment one Shabbos garment should not resemble one's weekday clothes so uh, so again straight out of the out of the Torah straight out of the preparation to greet the the Shvina, to greet God's presence at Sinai is to is to have uh, have nice clothes on to clean at least clean our clothes you know but thank God we we can afford to have even special Shabbos clothes so to, to dress nicely for Shabbos that's learned from from the the revelation that that's what they were to do and then the last thing they did in verse 17 it says Moshe brought the people out toward God so it's not just to wait with anticipation but it's to like go out and uh, and welcome the Shabbos. And that the Rambam also refers to at the end of, of Halacha 2, the sages of the former generations would gather their students together on Friday, wrap themselves in fine robes and say, come let us go out and greet the Shabbos, the king. Just like Moshe took the Jewish people out towards the mountain to, to be ready and to, to greet the, the Shabbos. So uh, so the, the process of preparing for Shabbos that we do follows to the T almost, or that we could be doing could follow to the T the uh, the process of preparing for God's presence to come at Sinai. It involves being ready and anticipating, waiting with anticipation for the for the Shabbos to come, and dressing up in nice clothes to and clean clothes to be to, to to again to be ready to greet God's presence, and even maybe going out a bit. You know, again, I think we we accomplish that by turning towards the door and. All, you know, almost, almost going out. But the, the, the idea is we're, we're, we're not just anticipating, but we're looking, we're, 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 we're ready to, to even walk out to, to greet the Shabbos. And, and again, it's because Shabbos is this very special day. This personification of Shabbos coming on a deeper level is it's the day that we have a, we, we have a special um, meeting a special seclusion with God's presence. Um, it's uh, it's just us. It's just uh, just us and God. No angels on on this day. And uh, and so while at the beginning of Shabbos, as uh, as we're as we've done all these preparations, we say shalom. We wish the angels well. We wish them off. And uh, and then it's just us and the. And we we go through all these all these preparations. It's to, and 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 
like the Arachim referenced, the idea of, of having a day that's just us and God, again, relates back to the idea that Shabbos is this taste of the world to come. It's a taste of the world to come. That's the world to come is. The world to come is uh, a Yom Shekulo Shabbos. It's a day that's all, all Shabbos. That's, uh, and it's a day that, that it's a place, place that uh, where our, our souls bask in the presence of, 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 of God. And, uh, and we got a little bit of that on Shabbos. So it's, it's, it's upon us to, to prepare for that concept, to be ready, to be waiting as, as Shabbos comes in. Um, there are numerous other things that we do that relate or could relate to, uh, to this idea. But I think we'll leave those for another time. We'll either, either we will discuss the next time or we'll move on to something else. But uh, I think we'll hold it there. Okay. Thank you. You're well welcome. done. Thank You're you. Welcome.